You're listening to Bloom and Blight, Episode 7, Recenter. We are going to start not in the real world um, today as Sybil or Lurkster, you are sleeping peacefully. Uh, what, what would be just a good dream you're having? Just a nice, nothing wrong, super peaceful moment. That is a great question. Um, I think Larkspur is kind of laying on the side of just this grassy hill, just looking up at the stars. Uh, There is no light pollution or anything like that. So the Milky Way is very clear across the sky Uh, because she's, I don't know if we've touched on it. She studies uh, astronomy at OBU. So stars are kind of her thing. You are looking up at the stars and just, you know, enjoying this moment, even in the dream space, you can feel the breeze on the bay, the tickle of the grass on your arms and legs as you're laying there. As you start to notice the stars start to flick out. And it's almost with a flash of bright blue electricity, then it goes out. And a flash of electricity goes out. And they keep going as you sit up and look out into the bay as it's starting to get darker and darker and darker as the moon seems to even be losing its light in this moment. And you see this blue glow from deep under the water begin to shine and almost like a whirlpool kind of start in the middle of it. And you have that just hair raising, something is bad feeling, but you can't move as you're just watching it. And then you start to hear music. It's kind of a very upbeat guitar song. I would say probably more in the lines of like folk, you know, think fully taking inspiration from like Death Cab for Cutie, where it's a little lighthearted, got lots of just like little pingy acoustic instruments going, but it makes you feel sad and it makes you feel lost as you hear the words start to come in and you hear dancing through my sunny days painting smiles and vibrant ways it's talking about a sunny day and everything's happy but then it says i'm a puppet on a string controlled by an unseen king searching for a way to break free from the chains that bind me endlessly. And it continues on and it goes on to kind of talk about masquerading as someone else. But again, very Death Cab, it feels happy. (laughs) It feels like a charade in itself of this juxtaposition of these lyrics and this music happening as this whirlpool starts to grow larger and larger. And you hear that same masculine mechanical laugh that you've heard many times before. And you shoot up awake. We'll say, just because it's fun, there's like a little uh, alarm radio where it can play music. That song is playing on the radio. You are now sitting up in bed, able to breathe, able to move again. Yeah, shooting up. Sybil is uh, breathing really hard and taking a moment to look around the room and take a 
mental conscious inventory of the things that she is seeing to ground herself in this moment, just like Lily taught her. There's sort of a, a groan and a rollover, uh, and Hadley just sort of like throws an arm over what would be her waist, but it's probably like a leg or something at this point, and it's just like sort of half asleep. It's like, what's, what's, what's wrong? What's up? What's, what's up? It's, um, just a, a vision. I think I finally saw what Vic was wanting me to see. Knowing that it's a vision and not just a dream, Hadley just sort of like actually, you know, sits up, still very asleep, um, just sort of like rubbing at her face, like, okay, um, do you wanna, you wanna talk about it or, um, what's, uh, what is it? It wasn't very clear. It's, I think it's tied with what Belladonna saw in the bay. Some lights under the surface, a whirlpool, really creepy music. It's actually that song. I don't know if that's part of the vision it was bleeding over, but the stars being pulled out of the sky. I think things are really bad again. I mean, Hadley will just sort of like, as she's explaining, just like wrap her up in a little hug, trying to parse what is actually being explained and not really understanding because she wasn't there to see it, but sort of like, you know, wraps her up in a hug. Like that's, we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, we'll, we can talk to, we can talk to the team, uh, uh, in the morning. Is it, is it morning? Um, just sort of like turns over and like shoots a hand out for like her phone or something. Like what, what time is it? Like we can, we can talk to the team. Um, I mean, if we need to go like investigate the, the bay, we can, we can do that. We can, yeah. That might be a start. I, I haven't had a vision this bad since, since before Lily died. Oh, oh, hun. Okay. I'm just sort of like, the hug is tighter. Like, I, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll use it and then we'll be done with it. Okay? We should meet with everyone. I need some time to think about this, so not right away. Maybe in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you need me to be here? Do you need time to yourself? I, what, what is helpful? I doubt I'm getting back to sleep, so breakfast is probably a good idea. I'm going to try and meet up with Lonnie today. I need to apologize for everything yesterday, but breakfast would be a good start. Okay. Okay. Then breakfast, breakfast it is. Uh, she sort of, you know, sits up, stretches out. It's a little bit earlier than maybe she'd want to be up, but it is what it is. Um... And I don't, does, does Sybil live on campus? Does she have a kitchen? What's the, are we, are we cooking breakfast? Are we going to get breakfast? What are the vibes? I think it's an apartment. Okay. There is, yeah, there is a kitchen. Um, does Sybil cook? Probably. I, Hadley cooks, but poorly. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think Sybil cares at this point. Still a little shaken. I think, I think sort of like gives, gives Sybil a big hug. Like I will go get coffee started. Okay. Thanks. Sybil, I think, sits there for a little longer, um, thinking about this vision. My role was a six uh, for this. Cool. So you have two questions and a follow-up. So what of your gather info or kind of a twist on those questions would she be mulling over in this moment? First one, what is already in motion there in what I saw? I think you 
would pick up on that laugh again. That laugh that shows up every time it seems like this entity thinks that they are winning. And you know that they have started some sort of push by whatever means to bring down people. I mean, you saw it in Zeke. And it seems like with these stars going out that it thinks it is winning. It is taking more and more and more away from this current world. What is different about it this time in their confidence or or how how this enemy acts like they're doing? Like what is different from the last time we faced this? I think what is most different here is the addition of this other voice, the song, the addition of someone else. And you're looking back and kind of thinking about it. And the music came in almost forcefully. Like it didn't quite fit the scenario. And it seemed like this kind of roaring in the ocean in the bay was almost trying to overpower whatever message was getting kind of sent in. So it seems like there's some sort of other power, I guess, interfering here. Though what you would now know as Gen X after Lily's lore dump video seems like it is still kind of putting its power on display as a tactic, you know, that 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 has always been very much its MO of strong. Okay, my follow up question to that is, what do I remember about the voice? Is it a voice that was familiar? Or do I remember it enough that I could try and find it elsewhere? Like, was it was it exactly the voice that was in the song on the radio? Or was it a different voice in the vision? It was the same voice. It was this individual that you would know as a pretty hot shot up and coming musician that has taken Oliva Bay by storm very much that like Taylor Swift effect of oh my god, people love them and they freaking love them. And it seems odd how quickly that has happened. But you know them as uh, their stage name, at least of Campbell Jade. Interesting. Yeah, um, kind of mulling this over. Uh, Sybil will eventually go and join Hadley for breakfast. And I think shoot a text. Um, to Lonnie just says new coffee spot opened on campus we should talk just us you get a reply immediately with a little salute emoji and a flower awesome yeah so we'll go and join Hadley for breakfast anything y'all would like to chat about before Daff heads off to the hideout I think it's a lot of a sort of attempt to get back to normal like, it's, it's a sort of attempt at their usual sort of, I don't want to say small talk, because it's, like, a little bit different when you're, like, in a relationship with a person, mm. right? But it's a lot of that same, like, how's work been going? Do you have training later? Like, what's, like, sort of planning out the little, like, when are we going to hang out? What are the vibes? What's the plan for the day? Like, just, like, little shit, but um, it's, you know, it's the little sort of day-to-day stuff that they haven't really been doing for a couple weeks. Um, but it's, it's very clearly... Hadley trying to like get back to that and there's like there's an undertone of like no we should have we should have been doing this I'm sorry um this is this is better Sybil pushes back from her plate I'm gonna meet Lonnie at that new coffee shop have some conversations about what went down yesterday Uh, what what are you planning for today I mean I was I was just gonna go I guess back to the hideout um probably get some practice in do you Need company or you good? 
No, it'll be civilian clothes. So that's promising. Have fun, I guess. I'll see you back at the hideout. Yeah, I I hope they're not too mad at me. When you leave this time, be sure to shut a window behind you. Oh my god, it was it was one time. And it, it was, took I, forever <laughs> to get the pigeon out. I I got it out. I got it out. <laughs> you just you got you got such such a good view in this apartment. I it couldn't who could resist? Not even a pigeon. Well, I don't want to be chasing pigeons or whatever else when I get home this evening. Whatever else. It was one time. It was one time. Civil leans <laughs> over and kisses Daph on the forehead. I do need to go, though. Okay. All right. I will lock up. Scout's honor. Then we will cut back to the hideout a little uh, later. Later in the morning, but still, you know, probably early morning in the grand scheme of things, where, uh, yeah, we see, we see Vic and Daff all, all, all daffed out, no longer Party City or still Party City. I mean, it's probably Party City, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I'm not gonna, like, you know, I don't want to be in full, like, makeup and costume and, and taff it up. <laughs> I don't have to, right? Like, it's, I, it's very much like, leotard sweatpants party city mask ponytail like this is casual daff um because also it is like i don't want to say it's early because it's not like early early but like it's it's too early to be doing all that you know pre 10 a.m who needs that Uh, yeah yeah, i don't i don't put on sequins until noon uh so (laughs) hard line uh unless i I, listen unless it's an incredibly pressing issue uh no (laughs) um but yeah, so it's uh, definitely like just classic, what you guys would know as classic Daff, which is just like workout clothes and a party city mask. Um, but she does show up to the uh, to the hideout with two coffees in hand. Um, and they are not the coffees that she made at home uh, because listen, um, there's, there's the coffee that is for energy and then there's the coffee that is my fun little gay drink. Um, and that's what this is, but there's two of them. What has Vic been up to since the last night and into the morning? Kind of what path did you take before convening currently? Um, so Vic, having kind of this revelation that he is being trailed constantly, or at least he's paranoid to that point that he believes he's being trailed, probably didn't go right away to the headquarters, but he didn't go back to his garage. He did listen to Pandora and he's like, I can't go there. They know where they know where that is. So he probably drove almost all night into the morning, but actually subtle driving, no explosive flames behind him, and eventually made it to the headquarters, like rolling in slowly. Probably by the time he got there, everyone was gone is what I'm assuming. And he's just kind of settling in there because his, his garage is now compromised and he has an apartment, but he doesn't use it. Like it's, it's not one of those things he feels comfortable in using just cause it's kind of like still having his own individual space is weird. And at least the garage had a sense of purpose and that like gave him purpose. So now he's gone to the hideout to find a sense of safety and purpose. Yeah, you definitely came in after everyone had kind of stormed off. I really think was how everyone ended up kind of leaving the hideout the day before to, you know, very quiet area, you know, nothing really going on. I think as you do enter lights, pop on 
normally and you hear some sort of movement and you look over and surprised to see just Zeke standing there with like a bowl of ramen, like one of the just cup of, cup of noodles, uh, you know, still under phase general healing, just staring at you and just kind of nods. Uh, what are you, why, why are you still here? I guess Faye just points to the ceiling, <laughs> wanted to keep an eye on me. Plus my apartment's kind of burnt. Fair. Okay. Uh, just stay out of my way. Um, and we have food here? Oh, yeah. You just ask it? Her? What do you prefer? I am indifferent. Her. Uh, for something, and it seems like she could just get it. It's all prepackaged things, though. I did try and get some spring rolls, but apparently that's not... She doesn't cook, she just delivers. Oh. Okay, so we have artificial intelligence Uber Eats over here. Okay, um, okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, mm. I'm just. I'll just go back. I'll just go back to my room. I don't know my hospital bed. This. This is your space. I'm sorry. No, no, no you. You can hang out. You're fine. Um, I'm just gonna go to this new and mysterious conference room room and sit. I guess. I don't know. It's late. Uh, why are you awake? You know. I was on a lot of sedatives all day, and I'm not currently, so I've slept a lot. Okay. I'm a, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna go. Well. Okay. 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 Thanks for saving. Oh me, yeah. By um, the way. It's what. It's what I do. Well, from my experience, you're good at it. I don't know how to feel about. I'll kind of turn and and walk off. <laughs> that struck Vic a little bit. Um, having someone praise him. Um, but yeah, he'll go into the conference room and just kind of. He, he, he doesn't have a bed in here, so he'll just try to get comfortable on one of the chairs and maybe try and sleep. I feel like that's maybe how Daff finds Vic in the morning. It's just like dad sleeping upright in a conference room <laughs> chair. <laughs> <laughs> dad sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, too. <laughs> no, so. Yeah, it tracks. Daff <laughs> just walks in, two coffees, like a coffee in each hand, just like head tilt. That cannot be comfortable. <laughs> mm? What? Hi. What are you doing here? Just sort of extends one of the hands out. Coffee? Um, do you... Coffee? I, I just grabbed two of my usual. I don't know if you're, you know, still figuring out your coffee order, so. Uh, he eyes it suspiciously, <laughs> takes it, and then does like a... Like full... Vis like full body sniff. Full body, like, what is in this? I mean, it's just like a cold brew with hazelnut. It's fine. There's like an extra shot in there. Don't tell Lark. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'll drink it. It's fine. Uh, and Vic takes his first ever sip of coffee. And <laughs> oh, no. He doesn't hate it. Um, he just kind of sips it. Okay. Noted. It's kind of like, it's kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you could like put milk in it uh, if that's like your thing. Um, make it less bitter. Faye. Yes. How may I help you? I need milk. Okay. Whole or 2% or almond or oat. Vic just looks at Daffodil, shrugs his shoulders. Uh, mm, I don't know how your whole situation is. Let's oat to be safe. Sounds sounds like the safe option. Can do. Another just panel opens in the wall. <laughs> There's just a little like perfectly small one of those little, just little cartons of <laughs> oat milk just sitting in this wall. Ice cold. <laughs> Excellent. Didn't know I did that. Enjoy. Sweet. Um, okay, so I just put this in the thing. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, just like just like some. Just like an amount. Okay. You might want to you, you, no, you want to take a drink first. It's full. You're going to overfill it and it's okay. it, yep. A little okay. bit. Probably a little too much, but he doesn't know any better. It's fine. I, you know, it's all about figuring out what is what's the vibe for you, you know? Okay. Uh so what brings you here? I'm tired. It's like two in the morning? It's like or what time is it? Nine. Oh. Did you sleep? Okay. I mean, obviously a little, but like. I, th- I thought, uh, yeah. Yeah, I slept. I did that. That's the thing I did. Okay. You, I'm sure the couch is like comfier, right? It's, it's too close to that Zeke guy. Zeke is, just sort of like leans out the door like, Zeke. <laughs> you just hear like a snore. <laughs> um, no, what? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Hi. Cool. I morning. Do you need? Do you, I'm, no, just hi. Good morning. You're here. Cool. All right. Mhm. Mhm. You good? Sort of like shoots him like an okay. Like you good? Just kind of stretches. Yeah, I feel really good actually. Y'all should try that hot tub. And also whatever that green goo is you put in me. That that really did. The There's thing. a hot. Okay. Humor. Humor. Okay. That's how I deal deal okay. with things. It's fine. We're gonna get past it. We're great. <laughs> anyway, let me know if you need anything. Uh. I don't have a home, so I guess I'm staying here until I go apartment hunting. So, I I, I kind of I, I relate, I re, I relate to that. We really need to get some like bunk beds in here or something at this rate. Um, <laughs> okay. Do you want to be like roomies? No, that's too forward. I'm getting. Um, anyway, all right. I'm gonna shut the door. I feel like I'm really eavesdropping here. Um, cool, 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 cool. Do you think Zeke of like the blue lightning works? I mean, he's, I mean, he has lightning powers. Vic is like over here contemplating another superhero team. <laughs> um, he's tired and he was just given caffeine for the first time <laughs> in his life. Just wait. Things are going to change. Yeah. Probably not in the best way. I think like for a second, like Daph, like doesn't realize how odd that is. It's just like, no, I mean, you're, we already have a blue one though. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think we're legally allowed to have. To, never mind. I, that's not what. That's not the. That's not the point. Um, I are you? I was gonna go. Uh, like I guess like practice, like workout, etc. Um, it's kind of like my morning deal. But if you're here, do you? Do you want to spar? Just sort of like eyebrow raise, half a smirk. What? Like instinctively, he like, you see like a small smile and an eyebrow raise and like. Yes. Yeah? Yes, I want to train. Yes? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, sick. Um, she sort of, like, grabs her coffee and, like, scoots over the table. Like, had been standing over by Vic, just, like, scoots over the table and sort of backs out of the door, like, cool. So I have uh, some mats set up over uh, back this way. Uh, come on. <laughs> just, like, in a very good mood because nobody ever wants to fight Daph. Um... <laughs> Nobody wants to throw a punch, but I, I I think Vic might actually throw a punch. Um, and that is exciting. That is exciting to Daph. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. He's kind of, Vic's had a crazy night and now, I mean, he's, he, yeah, this is, this is a good time. Excellent. Hell yeah. We do that. Just sort of, I imagine there's like just a haphazard, um, assortment of like, uh, like gym mats that were being like thrown out at the university that Daph has like shoved in her truck and brought out here. <laughs> um, there is absolutely like one of those like trapeze bars uh, just hung up into the rafters, right? It's, uh, you know, not up to code or anything. 
Um, but I mean, she's tested it. She's she's used them. They they haven't fallen off the ceiling yet, so it's probably fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably okay. Y'all go in and and start to kind of kind of work through, uh, you know, maybe some things kind of going on. We know, you know, that at least Daph is excited to get a little bit of a, a spar going on. Someone that might actually participate in it. What is Vic kind of thinking? Uh, kind of going through this this sparring match. Uh, Vic is, he's got a weird thing to prove to himself that he's strong because, you know, we've, it, it's not like his ego was, was bruised horribly in the last fight that they were in, but it was enough that he's like, I need to prove to everyone that I am strong. And the best way of doing that is to show them, like to literally show them. So, you know what? I was thinking like originally he would just be like, kind of like, you know, friendly sparring match, but I actually want to say this will be hard. He is probably going all in. Yes, please. Like not enough to hurt you. No, I but enough, do it. But enough to you like, <laughs> like, but enough to make you, you, you feel it in the morning. Good. I think that is what Daph is after. Cause it's a lot of like, oh, theoretical, like, this is how you would do the thing, but I'm not actually going to throw a punch. It's like, no, please just like hit me so that I can actually block it. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> so I guess uh, for just rule's sake, we are we are help a friend recover is the action. Obviously, you know, kind of getting Vic out of his head and working through this. Is there any other kind of support you're trying to give in this like healing process or is that kind of the the goal here thinking in the way of which action are you going to associate with it when you roll <laughs> honestly i feel like like while daft's trying to like get him to you know not pull punches and stuff and like actually you know throw down um i do think to an extent i don't think daft's like pulling punches necessarily but she is definitely like operating under different skills than she's typically used to like this is practice and she's using it as practice so she's not trying to be good uh at this so it kind of ends up i think being letting vic do what vic is good at um and then daft sort of you know using that to actually work on stuff that she's maybe bad at so it might end up giving vic a little bit of a confidence boost because she is trying um and he's probably kicking her butt so i don't i don't know if that feels more like I mean, okay, so I could argue for conceal because she's trying to hide the fact that she is kind of pulling punches. Like, she's not trying to be bad at stuff, but she is sort of like sidestepping, operating in ways that she does not normally, uh, is not normally good at. So he might be able to catch on to the fact that she is not uh, doing what she is good at. Yeah, yeah. You know, it could be seen as either you're trying something new or you're pulling punches. Depends on how this rolls. Yeah, I guess. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think I could argue for that uh, if that feels more um, appropriate. Yeah, that works too. For sure. One out of three. So okay. So three is is the magic number there since it is our highest. So uh, you will get to mark two segments on your harm track again for Vic mm -hmm. as yeah what are you what do you make any note of that or are you just in your head here as they're clearly you know doing something a little little different than their usual he can tell that you're like you're not putting everything into it so like he appreciates that and you can maybe kind of tell like every once in a while he growls or he roll or he roars at you to like throw a, a harder punch you know kick even stronger 
be more aero, you know, batic because that's your thing. Like, get away from me. Don't allow me to hurt you. That's the point. And he, like, is just frustrated, but he's understanding. Like, this, this isn't you. We don't really, I think, do heavy spars. I don't think it's a thing that Lily really let us do because she didn't, wouldn't want us to see us hurt. So he kind of appreciates kind of following through what Lily taught us to do, but at the same time, really wishes this did go full into a full frenzy. All right. Y'all continue through and maybe hop into to other other training a bit. I, I do think at one point in time, just because Zeke's here and he's adorable, I have to insert him in every scenario at one point in time. Probably does come in and I don't know if he's brave enough to critique Vic, but I think in the middle of the sparring at one point in time to Hadley, now he's like, it's the next day. Now he's got like, like a Hot Pocket. That's a good like just random get at the grocery store food that I think Faye would <laughs> stock up. It's just like chewing on a ham and cheese hot pocket. Just like you're, you're dropping your elbow a little bit on the on the swing. I think <laughs> Daft just sort of like turns around, just like squinting, absolutely baffled, and probably does get like decked in the face at that point. Just like turning around, <laughs> like what the hell are you? And then oof. Oh. Ah, no. Watch what you're doing. Gotta keep the other arm up, too. No, that's fair. That's not... (laughs) Pay attention to me. I am. God, no, take it again. Take it again. Just sort of, like, hops back on her heels. Like, all right. No, we're doing this. Like, clearly is not the one to typically throw a punch. She is the flippy one. Um, So this is not... She's not good at it. That was probably an accurate critique, honestly. Like, that was probably true. Um, Just sort of, like... But she is... Nothing if not tenacious. So right back at it. Just takes, like, you can see, like, there's, like, a bruise on her cheek for me. She's like, all right. Nope, nope. Take it again. You're right. Elbows up. All right, let's go. And y'all continue on for a good bit. And we will now hop back over to the university campus's new coffee shop where we will have Sybil and Lonnie meeting up. But uh, I guess a question, what post- all of the info and everything going on last night. Uh, what has Belladonna been up to, if anything? Yeah, I think she goes home and immediately starts to kind of draw the inside of the lair, just kind of taking down visual representations of what they saw uh, earlier that day that's like mystifying them. And then they kind of move to the next page and work a little bit more on the illustration of um that like weird blue light that kind of interrupted their landscape that they were um trying to craft and um i think as they're working on these illustrations and just kind of trying to like find some inner peace they're talking to themselves (laughs) about everything that happened uh trying to reflect on you know how things could have been done more differently like anyone from the outside would hear well you know you walked into this kind of uh upset and it's, it's no wonder someone would take it that way. Yeah, I understand that, you know, that sometimes, you know, you've got to th- throw punches verbally, but that doesn't mean that you just can haul off and, yes, I, I get it, but, you know, I we, we need to be better. Like, we need to be better and we need to be our best self. And, you know, Lily's gone. And, you know, it's more important for you, for us, to try our best to be the median we're supposed to bring people together not tear them apart 
Yes, you you did. You did say we need to do things together. We do need to do things together. Yes. I don't know why you're taking that tone. You continue this this inner conversation, thinking through the day, wrapping up your painting before putting yourself to bed at whatever, whatever time. I don't know if they're a night owl or... Oh, yeah. It's like 3 a.m. It's terrible. <laughs> 3 a.m. Finally, <laughs> finally falls asleep to then, you know, the, the, the text at 9 a.m. for coffee with Sybil and start to get ready and I had that direction. I guess I'll give this question to uh, both of y'all, but I'll, I'll ask for, I guess, uh, first question, establishing here, are you kind of going in still as just one, like going in as, as Lonnie, the mundane kind of persona? Yes. I think when the phone buzzes at 9am, um, the eye that opens is the blue one. And like, they kind of reach their hand out, grab the phone, do their like short emoji response and put the phone back down and, and probably catch some more rest uh, before getting up and going out. And when they get dressed in the morning, I think it's um, well, in the early afternoon, they do think for a moment, you know, is this a good time for us to kind of go our separate ways? And then just shakes that out of their head. Like literally they just shake their head and their um, little kind of Afro puffs, like just sort of like fluff back into place and like shake all the sleepiness and like the flatness out of them. Um, and they pop onto their skateboard and go to meet Sybil. So for us to just kind of paint the picture of this coffee shop, what is something that is in this coffee shop and maybe something that either Lonnie would like or dislike, catch your eye? What, what is, what is an element of this coffee shop you notice? Oh yeah. Really big, bright windows. Um, the windows kind of face, uh, out toward the bay. Um, so there's like a really nice view. Like you can't see like you're like dead on the bay because you're still on campus, but you can kind of see like snatches of nature from there. They have a bunch of um, kind of plush chairs uh, next to each other in small collections for students to come and uh, do their work if you have to post up there for the day to study. Um, and then there's kind of like a bar of um, like high, like a high top bar sort of thing against the wall with lots of chargers and stuff so that people can work all day. Um, she usually pops over to the high bar in front of the windows but today understanding that Sybil's going to join her um, they just kind of snuggle into one of the chairs um, they're a fairly tall person but they manage to kind of just like snake their limbs underneath them and get in this like very kind of squanchy like <laughs> uh, cozy pose yeah I feel it <laughs> always somehow I don't understand how my nearly six foot body can just like contort yes. so much but it's the most comfortable way so then uh, for Sybil, you arrive and uh, you see them sitting over in the chair in the corner. But what is something else in this coffee shop that you would notice? I think a number of bookshelves of books that are not for sale, uh, but for people to just read while they're there to borrow and read while they're in the shop. I love that. I think that maybe there's very much a reading kind of nook that is very much Beauty and the Beast vibe of just very tall bookshelf, nice little reading nooks inside the bookshelves, because that just seems so cozy. But you are able to walk in, go have a seat. I think, you know, uh, a waitress will will come up and, and take an order. What would be y'all's drink of choice? Hmm. I think that Belladonna would probably, um, Lonnie would probably grab a large green tea, like iced green tea latte with a couple pumps of like melon syrup. 
Sybil, I think, goes for a, a tea that is a floral mix. Uh, just very, very seasonal. Love it. We, we had Vic and Hadley's drinks for the morning, <laughs> so I had to know what y'all are having as well this morning. See how we all start our day. Um, but uh, yeah, with that, I will leave y'all to it. A uh, clarification. This is, are we trying to make a connection? Or is what was the the action that is the outcome of this? Yeah, make a connection. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. I think seeing Sybil walk in, um, they kind of unfold their body and rise to um, go in for a hug. But you can see like they're, something stops them. Like it, it almost looks like something inside them pulls back. And then they just kind of like still kind of come forward. But it's awkward for a moment as if like there's some other force that's kind of like warring inside them to reach out. Got it. Yeah, Sybil, Sybil notices that and um, hesitates for a moment, but hugs you if you allow it. Definitely. Good morning. Hey. Uh, yeah. How how are you? I'm okay. A bit tired. Um, had a vision last night, so it woke me up. But I'm here. That's what matters. I think they when you say that you're tired and that you had a vision, that push and pull ends, and you just feel a hand on your the lower arm. Is everything okay? Are you all right? Yeah, it it was about what is coming, what we're facing, what's in motion already. It was kind of abstract, so difficult to tell, but I think it tied in with what you saw in the bay. She pages through the sketchbook at her side and shows you the piece she's been working on. So this, this is what you saw? Something like that. I saw um, stars being pulled out of the sky and then that light in the bay turning into a whirlpool. And there was really creepy music with it from um, that new artist. What's their name? Jade something? Yeah. Um, I think it was connected. The song was also playing on my alarm clock, so I can't be 100% sure. But I think it was connected. You hear a very kind of um, out of character snort, like a (laughs) bubble up from her throat. And then she kind of like clears her throat. throat) Sorry, listen, we can't all just listen to the best music all the time. Campbell Jade is just fine, okay? Um, I, I, I'm i not a huge fan, personally, but, I mean, their stuff is everywhere. You can't really escape it. Do you think that's part of the dream, or is this one of those, it was playing on the radio, so it was in your dream things? I'm not sure. Stuff like that, while it can bleed over into dreams, it doesn't usually bleed into my visions. Oh. They're usually isolated in themselves, so... So then she might just be a piece of this puzzle. It's very possible it's connected. I mean, I was wondering not to throw shade. I was wondering why all of a sudden she's just everywhere. Like, is it just really good PR? Is it, I don't know, the simple minds of Oliva Bay? Like, what is it exactly about this Vesper- Campbell Jade? Like, what What could it be? You know, I, I, I don't know. I. It could be tied to all of this. It's worth looking into, at least. Yeah, I'll ask Zeke. He um he knows a lot about the area and is far less picky than Donnie. Okay, yes. It's terrible music. It is. It's terrible. Donnie, Donnie says it's terrible music. Hi, Donnie. Hmm. Anyway, yesterday was weird. And uh, I... Do we scare you? Have, have we scared you? Me? Yeah. N- no. Am I supposed to be scared? No, I mean, I wanted to talk. 
Daffodil didn't feel comfortable leaving you alone with us, with me. I just, I, I, I am. I know a lot has changed since Lily is gone, and I just want to make sure that that I'm not, that this isn't weird. No, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I, I was afraid, but not of you specifically. I, I was afraid of you being angry at me. Wolfsbane, I knew was going to yell at me. He does that weekly. That is nothing new, but I was truly terrified of how you were going to take that information, which is, I think, a big thing that kept me from saying anything about it before now. I've known you longer than anybody else on the team, and I was worried what might come out of this. Hey, like, I... They lean in closer to you, and their voice gets kind of low, so that it's not super obvious. Listen, there's almost nothing at this point that you could do to make me question my trust in you. We have been through so much together, and I know that you and Daphs are together in a way that I am familiar with intimately, obviously, but our connection means so much to me. And if Lily asked you to do something like that for her, something so serious that she knew could break us, there had to be a good reason. I'll never not trust your judgment. I've been questioning my own judgment lately. Somebody's got to ground you. Because <laughs> yes, Lily asked me, and I've been telling myself that it was her choice as our leader, and it's always her choice, but I just can't help but think I should have done something. I could have stopped it easily. So At so many different points during that night, I could have stopped it. I could have put us on a different path. But what would that have cost? What would that have cost us, you, the team, the world? Far more than one life, no matter how precious. I keep trying to tell myself that, but... It's hard. I understand. I dream about her too. Not in the same way. Not like visions. Stuff from the past. Ways that I could have maybe seen this coming. Ways that I could have intervened. Ways that we could have cared a little bit less about ourselves and maybe seen what she was going through. But Bella's right. She always gets to the same place. Things that are meant to be unseen remain unseen. Especially when someone's trying to do their best. And that's all Lily was doing. She was doing her best. I understand why Wolfsbane is upset. I mean, granted, boy is always upset. But, like, I understand. I get it. He's new and fresh and green. She inspired him. They they shared something. He felt rescued, cared for. But I think in everyone's own way, we kind of all do. And I think now it's time to turn those feelings toward each other. Yeah. I would think with all of the horrific things I have to see sometimes that I would be desensitized to burdens like this, but I guess it's probably good that I'm not. It's great that you're not. To me, that's the mark of the end times. The moment that we get used to this, the moment that we get used to the loss, to the suffering, to the pain, that's that's a sign it's time to go, I think. I think that's when we know. This can't just go on like this forever. Thank you. I know I can always count on you, and I'm sorry for how I acted. Yesterday, I was caught up in everything. It's okay. I understand. One of us is um, a little more volatile than the other. You see her eyes both are brown looking at you, and she kind of pushes away for a second. Listen, it's not that I didn't understand. I get it. I understand. I understand, okay? I understand. You had a problem, and it was scary, and you felt like you were alone and you didn't have anyone. I get it. But I... No matter how mad I get at you, Sybil, I can't, I can't just throw away everything that we've been through together. I can't just, 
abandon you just because I don't agree with how you did something. That's not the way this works, and it it's never going to work that way. I don't care how upset I get, how enraging this can get. There's there's nobody I'd rather figure things out with than Bella and you and the team. Donnie, thank you. It means a lot for you to say that. It really does. Just know that it's not easy for anybody. Why should it be easy for you? Why should it be easy for any of us? We took this on willingly. We do this willingly. Our pain saves others' suffering, and together we can bear it. Yeah? Yeah. Her eye turns back to Blue, and you see both of them kind of looking out at you. Um, There's tears in them, and they go in for, like, a sincere hug this time, like a really big, warm, soft one. Yeah, Sybil hugs back very tightly. I think, like, the scene probably ends with, like, a pause after the hug, kind of a settling back into the chairs. And then, like, they look back up at you and they're like, So, what's the deal with you and Daphs? How's that going? At that question, I think Sybil kind of sits back and looks out the window for a few moments. Things seem like they're better. They've been rough the last couple weeks, but I don't know. I... I really love Daph, but I don't know if she's as into this relationship as much as I am. Most of the time, I don't think I'm anywhere near the top of her priorities, and... I don't know. Things are complicated, I guess. Well, I mean, nobody knows complicated like we know complicated. (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh... I mean, I think time. Time reveals all, especially when you have amazing super mega mind visions that show you everything about the world except stuff that's anything to do with you. And you would think that that helps, but even when I see arguments coming, sometimes it's easier, sometimes it just feels good to sink into them rather than avoid them. And I don't know what that says about me, but... I think she takes your hand and gives it a squeeze and kind of just looks out the window with you reassuringly. With that, let's make our make a connection roll. So I believe this would be Candace rolling. Um, is this something that Sybil appreciated? Yes, very much so. Okay, so then that means with whatever you choose to roll, you get an additional die, but you can roll whichever appropriate action you would choose. I'm going to roll empathize. That feels right. A four. So that should be then you get three links. So then I guess that then means that Sybil now has three links with Lonnie. Awesome. But yeah, with that, y'all sit and look out the window for a moment before finishing your tea and heading out of the now pretty busy coffee shop as, you know, it's a little later in the morning. I feel like any place on a college campus doesn't really get pop until like 11 a.m. because everybody would be sleeping, you know? Um, so now, you know, more people are kind of coming in. You can smell some like sandwiches and things that are, are being made as they have nice sandwiches and salads and soups for lunch. As you head out to join everybody else at the hideout. And our camera kind of lingers watching y'all walk off as music begins to play over the radio. We hear the lyrics of a very famous Campbell Jade song come up. Skipping stones on tranquil streams, but I'm drowning in my wildest dreams. I wear a mask to hide the truth from the world, from my youth. I'm a puzzle, lost my parts, trying to mend my broken heart. 
I'm pleading for someone to hear my silent cries, my desperate fear. Come save me from this masquerade in the shadows. I'm afraid. I'm lost in a world of make-believe. Can't you see? I need reprieve. Thank you so much for listening to Bloom and Blight. Our cast includes Taylor as the director, Candice as Belladonna, Logan as Wolfsbane, Kit as Daffodil, and Anna as Larkspur. Cast details can be found in the show description. All production is handled by Anna and Kit. All sounds and music, courtesy Epidemic Sounds. Girl by Moonlight is a Forged in the Dark system from Evil Hat Productions. To stay up to date with all things Bloom and Blight, be sure to give us a follow on social media at Bloom and Blight. Bloom and Blight is a Dareful Archives production. See you next time.